Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I am Lenny. How have you been? I've been good. Um, I went to the doctor like a, mm. week, ago, a week ago. Um, because now I have high blood pressure. Well, what did they say that was from? Um, <clears throat> they said because I've been diabetic for like three years now. Oh, so, type two? Yeah, type two. Oh, okay. So, you know, I've been watching my diet and stuff. No soda. <clears throat> no, I don't really drink soda anyway. So, and if I do, it's like Coke Zero or something. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, now, because um, it runs on my family, I have high blood pressure now. So I'm just taking medication. Mm. Did, they, did they give you any like physical advice so you don't have to take medication? Uh, they said... No, they said take the medication and, you know, change your diet. The usual, you know, change your diet, you know, exercise more, stuff like that. Mm, okay. I mean, I'm 44, so this is <laughs> and it runs in my family, so. Fair enough. Uh, I don't, I don't partake typically, um, but I wonder if a bit of medical marijuana would be helpful to lowering your blood pressure. You know, I don't know. I have to do some research on that. I don't know if you get drug tested at your job, but at my job, I can be as uh, medically necessary as I'd like. <laughs> oh, no, we don't get we don't get drug tested at my job. Ah, that's good. My dad is um, he's got something wrong with I want to say his bladder or something. Something's causing a ton of pain, but he's a truck driver. So the cab of a mm. truck is very jostly. Yeah. And he can't. Um, have any edibles or do anything like that because his driver's license is a CDL. Yeah, you need, yeah, you can't do any drugs if you have a CDL. Which is bananas, by the way. Uh, and that's because the Fed won't legalize marijuana ever, probably, because like Nancy Reagan war on drugs or whatever. <sighs> so no, annoying. I think no, they are pushing to legalize it in New York. I think it's it's decriminalized now. The day that old dusty fart legalizes marijuana is I will eat my hat <laughs> no well see it's a lot of it's a lot of politics and and money for no reason the funniest part is is they make such a huge they're like oh the youth of <laughs> but meanwhile if you were drinking alcohol which you can still get your uh cdl and any other driving that you'd like to be doing um you could kill someone the last time I heard about somebody driving high on pot, they were going so slow that people could walk next to them. Well, you know, the war on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're never in danger of somebody who's just eaten like too much edible getting into a car and being like, let's do 90. Maybe they, <laughs> they think they're doing 90, but they're doing nine. And they're like, wind in my hair. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I can send you so much literature on the war on drugs and how, how much of a, you know, piece of shit it is. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's really, like, super racist, super I can, I can, classist. Yeah, I can, yeah, and I can send you stuff on, like, Iran-Contra affair. Oh, sure. That, doing drugs, too. And, oh, it's, so, it's such Our a... government is crushing, as usual. <laughs> anyway, we need more cheerful news. I'm working on the van still. Oh, that's nice. I painted the roof. I'll put up the solar panels today, probably. Since it's lovely and, out. And my oh, niece so. is coming. 
to Monroe. Oh, she, your yeah. niece is going to Monroe, or she's no, already... she's coming. No, she's coming tomorrow. She's like oh. she can't go to Monroe. She's like she's like not even a year yet. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, pictures, please. Uh, I was like so. Greenwood Lake is like a little community upstate by uh, the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that would be a great place to buy a house. It's just outside of Westchester. So the property tax isn't crazy. And like 60-ish miles away from my job, which seems like a lot. But when you're spending the exact same amount of time driving 30 miles, then it doesn't really matter. In my opinion. Because I live 30 miles from my job now. And it takes me 90 minutes and if I lived 60 miles in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. it would take me 90 minutes. So it's 90 minutes any way you slice it. Um, what was I gonna say? Do you, uh, do you live near civilization? I mean, no. I do now, but I'd like to not. So this is like a, one of those little lake towns that is usually more active in summer. Mm-hmm. And I was looking on the real estate thing and sometimes like they have like lake houses and then they have richer houses and then they have mansions and stuff like that so it's like a real good mix of uh, classes and races and all kinds of backgrounds so I'm like oh great what does my nine million dollars get me and I click on the nine million dollar house it is beautiful I couldn't believe it most of the time when I say, what does my $9 million get me? It looks like there's still drugs in the grout from the 80s. Because that's the last time they updated that kitchen. I'm like, wow, this is, I mean, what could taste? So then I go looking up history of the area. And a YouTube video pops up going, take a look at Derek Jeter's house. That was the house I was looking at. It was Derek Jeter's house. And I was like, that prick have to be the best shortstop and have good taste? I hate him. Well, I mean, it comes with territory, I guess. <laughs> Not everybody has good taste. He doesn't have to be the whole package. He could just pump the brakes. Yeah. I bet he's nice, too. What the hell? My thing is, if I'm getting a house, I have to have a good kitchen. Oh, that kitchen is... I'm telling you, look up Greenwood Lake. It's the most expensive house Uh for sale right now i think it's sold. it was Derek jeter's he retired and sold it and now it's for sale again so everything in there is still like the way it was the kitchen is one of the few times i've seen in a, a really like luxe mansion where the kitchen looks functional mm-hmm. most of the time it looks like decoration pieces or like uh like a warehouse design that you'd find at ikea where you'd, you're like nobody's using this is there an island on it yes and not like an island that's so far away from everything else that you're like, who's using this? This is a literal <laughs> island. Nothing can happen here. <laughs> that's good. It's, and like just really good, like woodwork. Very nice design. So, ooh, uh, Derek Jeter. Let's go Mets. That's what I think of that. Speaking, speaking of baseball, your Mets are doing well. I know. Let's get them winning, shall we? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, ha- they still have time to get to the All-Star break where they can really turn it around and j- just shit the bed hard. Oh, come on. Have some faith. That's what they do. They lead. They 
they're like, like they're just so abusive to you. They're just like, they're like, oh, it'll never happen again, baby. And then you get to the All Star break, and then they're just beating you down. Like, it's like World Series, World kidding. Series, and then All Star break. Just kidding. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> we'll see this year. We'll see. Well, we watched Stargate again. Oh, uh, speaking of Stargate, you know the reason we're here. Did you see the channel on Pluto? No. Ah, Pluto TV is like a free TV thing or whatever you put on your fire stick or watch it on the internets. And they have like dedication channels because it's all free all the time. So they have like one that's like nothing but like gun smoke and nothing that's nothing but 90210 and shit like that. And really? they just, yeah, they just started one up for Stargate and the old sci-fi channel. Oh, so wow, the old sci-fi channel. Because I I went to go see the Stargate one. I was like, well, what episode are we up to? Pluto. And it was demons, which we already did, but that's fine. You know, Daniel's still <laughs> in the fisherman's hat. Uh, <laughs> uh, the channel above it said sci-fi, like the old way, and it was showing Sanctuary, which is Stargate adjacent, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, God, Sanctuary. I loved it. Wait. Do you know? Yeah. With Amanda is tapping. that the one with Amanda tapping and she has the horrible British accent? Yes. Oh. Well, yeah, I never got into it. When what's funny about that show is is it was one of the first made for the internet shows when it first started. Uh, it was not on Sci-Fi Channel at all. There was a website for it. It's called, I think, Sanctuary for All. Okay. And you would go there. I went there and I gave them money and they gave me downloads each week. It was independently made. All the special effects and everybody. The guy who played uh, Todd the Wraith, he was in it. And, and Amanda Tapping, of course, and a couple other people. And every week they would email you a file and you would go to the website that had the file and download it and watch it that way. Oh, my God. The good old days. <laughs> It was the first time I'd ever, ever heard of somebody making an internet-only, self-funded sci-fi show like that. It was incredible. And then they remade all those episodes into like the first two episodes of the show that was on sci-fi. Oh. If I remember right. And they changed a couple of... I mean, whatever. Yeah, I thought it was great. I was blown away by the technology because they had no sets. Like in the way The Mandalorian now has no sets. They had yeah. no sets except for like if there was a chair in the room, they'd have the chair. Mm. Everything else was green screen. It was really good. I've watched a couple episodes here and there. I've never really watched it straight through. I've seen it since, but maybe I will now because it's on Pluto and free and you can just, just pop on and be like, oh, what are we doing over here? Focus. We watched old episode of Stargate that wasn't on Pluto. and Maybe it's on there right now. Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> we watched season five, episode 19, Menace. Right? So our beloved heroes are wandering around a planet that looks advanced. Didn't look that advanced to me, but all right. There are no people it on it. Like, it looked like Peru. <laughs> imagine. Imagine. They went to Peru and it wasn't just somewhere else in Vancouver. There's a kid lying on a stone altar. And this is how I know I'm old. I described that person on the on the altar as a kid, even though they're probably an adult in their teens or 20s. 
Yeah, I looked up the actress. She's uh, She was in her 20s at the time. Well, I call her a kid because she looks like a child. <laughs> <laughs> and she's giving energy readings on, uh, on their little meters. And that's the cold open. Like, oh, I wonder why. Why is there a little girl? Or actually adults to these old eyes. Giving off radiation readings. That's pretty good. So they go back to the SGC. And they're like, can we bring this robot home? And I don't know about you, but that is a red flag. <laughs> How would they think that it wasn't immediately replicator related? Because they brought, well, I mean, they have a habit of bringing people home that like either turn on them or, you know, they join them like Teal'c. Yeah. They brought Teal'c home. Yeah, but Teal'c's not a self-replicating destruction monster. No, he's just a, a first prime who has like, you know, unbelievable strength and tactical ability. And sexiness. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't discount the sexiness. Get them in, you know, that's how you get backstage at a concert. <laughs> if I was working the door and Teal walked up and was like, I'd like access. I'd be like, you got all the access you need, baby. I would like to see the band, <laughs> please. Uh, Hammond allows it, though, because of course he does. Uh, Sam's super jazzed. And they open her uh, control panel on her neck, which I think is a pretty good effect for the time. I don't know if that was practical or not, but it looked really good. We all know that's a disk drive, okay? <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's a CD drive. But did they did they put it like it's got to be a CGI effect because like? Yeah, they put it by her neck. Yeah, they opened it by her neck. Well, it came out pretty good. So her DVD ROM drive. That's your CD, your DVD sales hard at work there. Uh, she wants to turn it on, and they do. She's like, let's turn the robot on. There's a lot of mistakes being made. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it's dangerous. We don't know, you know, if she carries a computer virus that can wipe out the, the entire facility. There's like all kinds of stuff. Like Sam one time was herself a computer. So, I mean, trick carefully, guys. What are you doing? You're just like. For like a hot two minutes. Bumbling in there like teenagers on prom night. Just blah. Jack says, kiss her. Why did I think that that was funny? <laughs> oh, to wake her up. That's why. Yeah. Because like they turned her on and nothing happened. And Jack's like, have you kissed her? And I was like, you dirty old man. <laughs> He's like, what? It was funny. He's like, I'm just, you know, mild suggestions. I'm just out here weighing our options. <laughs> uh, her name is Reese. She doesn't know anything about her planet or that they were wiped out or anything. She cries, they, so they know she's a robot, but she apparently doesn't know she's a robot and she cries and everything and like has feelings. She throws, she throws a tantrum. She does. And that, I guess to them, they, she looks like she's 25 years old, but to me, I'm like, yeah, she's a kid. Daniel wants to talk to Sam about letting her know, and Jack, letting her know about like that she's a robot and her planet's destroyed and that's yes. fun. Let's give the tantruming child a existential crisis and see how she handles it. Yeah. Daniel's very sensitive about this robot's feelings. Right. <laughs> uh, and Jack's like, uh, it's a machine. So if it's having feelings, it's programmed to have these feelings. He was just all about, he was just 
not having it. It was just like, it's a machine. I don't care. Seriously. Well, and that's fine. I mean, it is it's a robot in the end, but like, I don't know. She's like, I, I try to think of like other androids and like how I feel. I'm like, would I care what happens to data? Of course I would. Of course. It's data. Crying out loud. <laughs> she's nice. She's no data. Or like, or like like Johnny Five or something. Oh my God. Speaking of prior to this, the uh, demons episode that was showing on Pluto. Oh wait, no, that wasn't it. Never mind. I think I, I just saw like a clip of Vala when she was having the oral ice baby. Oh, Vala. <laughs> and like how much Teal loves Star Wars is my favorite thing. Because <laughs> he, he like that's ongoing. I didn't realize like fully until like I caught the clip. And she's like, has anybody had gotten pregnant without having sex? And they're all looking at each other, obviously thinking of Christianity and they don't want to explain it to her. And uh, Teal goes, yes, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. I was like, this is great. I love his like 10 year long love of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That means at some point, because this because the series starts in the 90s and goes up through that the prequels come out and somebody took Tilt to go see the prequels. And he didn't think that they were that bad if he's referencing them back. Yes. Terrific. Because at some point, <laughs> yeah, because at some point he probably saw, you know, the, the original trilogy and he's like, I love this. And they're like, yeah, there's coming, they're coming out with more. Oh, for sure. He loved the original trilogy right from the jump. So that means they were like, guess what? Prequels are coming out. And he was online at a movie theater being like, Phantom Menace, here we go. Oh, yeah, he was probably on. He was probably on the internet looking up like. I love it. <laughs> I like to think he wore like you know he went to cosplay. <gasps> that would be awesome. What do we go as? I wonder if Teal'c now went to go see the sequels. I bet he did. I bet you didn't like them. But he did. But he'd like them except that last one, which he mostly liked, but then didn't in the end because the end was like a slapdash, hack hatchet job. Yeah, the end was basically, hey, uh, Ryan Johnson doesn't want to do it anymore, or we don't want him to do it anymore. Hey, who can we get? J.J. Uh, Abrams. <laughs> we gave somebody with genuinely creative and original ideas a lot of grief, so much so that he left. Mm-hmm. And now we have to get a cover band in here that is J.J. Abrams. No, I think J.J. Abrams started out well, but he just didn't know how to end it. <clears throat> or he, had, he had a story, and they're like, no, 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 change it. We got to fan service everybody to make them happy. He didn't have any story. His story ended in that first movie and it ended. And that was it. There was no like loose ends about it where he had to pick up the, where Ryan Johnson had to pick up the thread. No, there was. Not really. Because the first order was still out there. The whole point was trying to stop the first order. Oh, sure. But that's at the end of A New Hope too. Like all that stuff still exists at the end of A New Hope. So you can either never make another one of them or you can make a sequel. So it's a little ambiguous there. But all the original trilogy had three different directors. Yeah, well, Ryan Johnson, he did, you know, continue the story. I mean... He made it more interesting, in my opinion, by a country I mile. Well, I didn't... I liked it. I didn't agree with, like, all the stuff he did. Like, you know, the whole OJ chase in space, I didn't like. Oh, with the, uh, the casino? Well, that was one of them. But no, I'm talking about, like, when they're, like, chasing them through space... And they realize, oh, let's use a hyperdrive and crash through one of the, you know. Oh, that's post-fault because if he just listened to orders in the first place and didn't try and uh, tough up, he would, uh, Lord Dern would be alive to this day. Well. Although that sequence 
where she decides to do that and everybody evacuates and the way the the sound design of it is brilliant oh i was absolutely gutted i was like this is amazing because the, when the, all the sound uh, drops out, like as if you are in space, it was so shocking to people that they had to put a little notice at the beginning of the movie in subsequent viewings that there's going to be a silence, but nothing has gone wrong. Really? Yeah, because people were like, oh, the movie's broken because you can't hear uh, the spaceship crash through the other spaceship. Well, you're not supposed to be there in space. It was for dramatic effect. And it was. Well, technically, you're not supposed to. You're in space. I know. I was like, that's huge. It was, and it was beautiful, like the way the explosion happened and the light. And, oh. Yeah. I wish Laura Dern survived to see how good it was. <laughs> and then you had uh, Last Je- uh, Rise of Skywalker where Palpatine just showed up. That's what I didn't like about it. I'm like, you shouldn't have gotten J.J. Abrams again. You should have gotten a different third guy, the way they did it in the original trilogy. He didn't want to use Palpatine, J.J. Abrams. He said the studio let him do that. Told him to do that. That's what you get when you make movies by committee. <laughs> you get nonsense. It's like a, asking a bot to write a Star Wars movie in, and they did it, and they filmed it. At least Damien Lindelof didn't write anything, because he's... <laughs> I can't stand his writing style. We got off track. I'm sorry. I distracted That's us. Good. It's Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Jack goes to find out if they missed something on the planet. And did they ever? They got down to that planet. They're like, let's just see if we missed anything. And they boop, 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 a couple of rocks or whatever. <laughs> There's a little replicator chip to which I would have, I would be more scared to see that one replicator chip than I would to be if like the entire gate was guarded by Apophis and his entire army. Like I'd be like, that looks yeah, pretty heady. I'm not going to go into that. That looks dangerous. One replicator chip, I'd be like, ah! Run for your life. Run. We have to run now. Yeah, I would run for my I'd be like, bury the gate. Do not go to that planet again. Out of the dialing system. Get it out of here. Hey, remember the time I was going to nuke Abydos? Yeah, nuke this planet. Yeah. Daniel then decides to break the news that Reese is a robot to Reese. <laughs> she, she takes it as well as you'd think and throws Daniel across the roof. <laughs> because that's what you get. When you give a child an existential crisis and she can't handle it. Jack gets back and he's like, hey, it's a replicator, so we should shut that down. Like, no. <laughs> no well, we don't know. We don't know. Daniel goes back to see Reese uh, because he forgives her, you know, for tossing her across the room. And uh, and she's like, I built you a little toy. And it's a straight up replicator bug. Just right there. Up. Right there. He should have put a bullet in her face. Right. Been like, oh, no, 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 not this. No, not, not even say no. She, he should have nothing. A lot of gun, put two bullets in her face. The look on Daniel's face when the replicator crawls out from behind the books, it looks like he pooped a little. <laughs> <laughs> a little He's like, oh, no, yay. Oh, what a nice talent you have. I love it. beautiful. <laughs> uh, I would have put two bullets in her face. I Yeah. Well, that's Jack's whole thing, isn't it? He's always like, I'm going to shoot your face. I agree. This is the one episode where I agree totally with Jack. <laughs> they ask Reese about the replicators and she's super defensive. She's like, they're just my toys. Why do you have to be such a downer? <laughs> and uh, she actually invented them. But Reese like, 
is always worried that somebody hates her, like like they did on her world, like after she creates the replicators and they go out of control. They're like, oh, we really don't like, we don't like Reese. You're built wrong. Get out of here. She's like, I'm not bad. And they're like, you're a little bad. <laughs> you're, a little, you're a little bad. Hammond wants to shut her down. He's like, well, if she's replicator, then shut her down. Shut and her she, down. If she can build replicators out of nothing, then shut her down. Reese shuts off the cameras in a room, and here come the replicators. Like, here they all come. Right. It's under her control for the time being, though. So that's good-ish. Because she's happy. Yeah, because she's happy, which is crazy. Reese enters the gate room with her replicators. And uh, here's Jack. Like, I understand that the replicators are very bad, and they could overtake the planet and wipe everybody out. But toss a nuke in the mountain? Are you out of your bloody mind, man? I mean, what are you talking about? It's a little extreme, but I understand. I understand the sentiment. I understand it. But it's also not a guarantee that none of them survive it, and then they still take over the world. No, it's not a guarantee. But I understand. I understand. Toss in a nuke. Since Daniel didn't put two bullets in her face, we have to do something else. Daniel's like, I'll go try and shut her down by like reasoning with her. I'll talk to her. I'll give her a little hug, and then I'll shut her down. And then she is not into that. And she's like, why are you trying to be bad to me or whatever? It's that. So when they're on the other side of the gate room or whatever room, not the gate room, some other room, and they're trying to get in and she's locking them out. There's like a, a video slot machine outside the mm-hmm. door. Is that video yeah. slots? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Is it just video poker? And that's why people passing the time that come by, they're like, got a dollar and then they, they just play a little video poker i guess it's to kill boredom while they're guarding the door maybe but i think it's very funny that there's like a video slot machine in there uh sam and hammond set uh set to self-destruct maybe that's the door the slots are outside of the self-destruct door, <laughs> self-destruct door. Um, every time they shoot a replicator reese can feel them dying which is crazy uh, so and then it's up to Daniel to like lay out the hard truths. Be like, you need to shut off your toys because they kill people and go to sleep. And Daniel will fix her so she is not bad or broken anymore. And she's like on the fence. She's like, well, I mean, yes, but you know, I don't no. know. <laughs> I'd like to not, but not. <laughs> and uh, Jack just jumps in and shoots her. Yeah, I totally agree. And all the replicators fall apart, which is great. Uh, sw- sweep those up and put them on a planet you don't like. <laughs> like send them to the... Yeah, like where they they grow new ghouls. Like send the replicators there and be like, well, good luck with this shit. <laughs> uh, Daniel's pretty bummed. And they, they turn the self-destruct off, of course. But Daniel's like, you didn't have to. He's scolding Jack. Be like, mm, you didn't have to kill her. And he's like, uh, too bad. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I, I had did. to do it. Too bad for your feelings about the robot. <laughs> yes, I did. And you should have done it when she picked you up and threw you across the room. Right. The second you realized she was a replicator, you should have been like, oh, no, ma'am. This isn't it. <laughs> nice knowing you. Seriously. Real bad, in fact. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. My question for this episode is, we yes. always mention her father. You think her father is Janice? Janice. I, the name is familiar. remember the uh the the ancient scientist who like made 
the replicators in Atlantis? Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, you think he? You think he was her father, and was like he made her, and he was like oh, hiding out in the town somewhere. And he leaves her on shutdown, so maybe he. Oh wait, no, she said he dies, so that might be a case oh. of two people working on the same thing at the same time, or he a replicator makes it out there and he just literally replicates it. Maybe. I don't remember. Ooh, I can't wait to find out though. Because oh, replicator we are. I remember that that was a problem. What are we rating this episode here? I give it a three and a half. I give it two and a half. Um, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good origin of replicators and stuff, but it's not, you know, it's not laying me out. And uh, I watched the promo for next week, and it's the NIDs planets in trouble or something. What? Something, something, NID. Yeah, something like that with the NID. <laughs> I'm like, can like I see my NID boyfriend? Yeah. Will my boyfriend Mayborn be on it? Hey, Queen. Will Hopefully. he be there? <laughs> All right. Got anything you want to add to this one? Uh, No. Uh, well, you can see at the at the time of this recording, when it's going to be released, you can still see Last God Standing Live at the Beltane Festival in Huntington, New York. That's at the Unitarian Church on uh, Browns Road in Huntington, New York. You can give uh, a little click on the link below. Uh, that's where we rate and review the gods. And uh, we hand out some divine judgment, and it's really good. You can listen to this podcast at zpmstargate.podbean.com or tweet at us at zpmstargate. Send us an email at gmail. Um, otherwise, like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.